Hey guys, Kathleen Carnally here. I hope you're having an amazing week so far. I just got back off the road, had an amazing tour up in New England, powerful times in the presence of God and beholding the power of music and the word together always just blows my mind and I'm so grateful to get to be a part of that. So my husband picked me up from Nashville Airport. He brought me home and I walked into my room to find just a lot of stuff everywhere. I was a little confused at first, but then I took a turn and I walked into my closet and realized that my husband was trying to surprise me by cleaning out the whole closet and making it look absolutely beautiful, but he didn't exactly get a chance to finish. So half of the stuff was outside of the closet in my room, but the inside just looked amazing. Anyway, the reason why I bring that up is the day after I got home and had that little experience, I opened up the scriptures and started getting ready for today's study and was just blown away at how God prepared that experience for me use my husband to clean out the closet so that I would have a proper perspective and insight on the message that God has for us today. It's amazing how it all works together. And we're going to go over this in just a minute, but first go grab your Bible, a pen, a pencil, maybe a notebook. I've got my uke right here and I'll open us up in song. Thank you for your grace. Thank you for your plans for me. Thank you for the change that's happening deep inside of me, yeah. For I'm so grateful beyond words could say, yeah, yeah. Here I am to thank you today. Just thank you. Thank you for your grace. Ooh, thank you for your plans for me. Thank you for your touch, ooh, and all that you've prepared for me, yeah. For I'm so grateful beyond words could say, yeah. Mm -mm. Here I am to thank you today. Thank you, Jesus, that you anoint our steps, God, that you plan our way. Thank you, Father, for aligning my life according to your word, God. And may we continue to do that today by the power of your Holy Spirit. We give you all the glory and praise forever. In Jesus' name, amen. So open your Bibles with me to James chapter 5, and I'll start in verse 1. Go to now, ye rich men, weep and howl for your miseries that shall come upon you. Well, he definitely starts this chapter strong. <laughs> we have to remember that when James wrote this, it wasn't in book form with chapters and verses. It was in letter form written to the followers of Yeshua, of Jesus, that were scattered abroad. We read last week how he said, Go to now, ye that say, and we read on to see how he was addressing those that were making big plans for their lives and had goals of worldly success. And then we went on and read how James warns them of how short life truly is and how boasting and rejoicing and that kind of stuff, that sort of planning is evil. And now we see here in James chapter 5 verse 1, he says, go to now again. He uses that same term, meaning now I'm speaking to or addressing this group of people. And he says, go to now ye rich men. And when he says ye, we know that he's not just addressing one in the bunch, he's addressing everybody. 
He goes on to say, weep and howl for your miseries that shall come upon you. So he's not talking about their present situation of living in their riches. He's talking about what's coming down the line, a future event. He goes on in verse two saying, your riches are corrupted and your garments are moth eaten. That word corrupted means doing whatever it takes for personal gain or for money. And he says, your riches are corrupted. And I really want to pay special attention to where he says your garments are moth eaten. You know, the Bible talks a lot about our garments, as does Jesus, and the importance of them being clean and white. And we find in scripture how they become clean and white by the precious blood of the lamb. We are then told to keep our garments unspotted from the flesh and the world. Jesus speaks about our garments in Revelation chapter 16, verse 15. He says, Behold, I come as a thief. Blessed is he that watcheth and keepeth his garments, lest he walk naked and they see his shame. So we don't want garments that are moth-eaten. We want them to fully cover us without holes that are clean and white and ready for the coming of the Lord. I love how Isaiah talks about our garments in chapter 61, verse 10. I will greatly rejoice in the Lord. My soul shall be joyful in my God, for he hath clothed me with the garments of salvation. He hath covered me with the robe of righteousness. As a bridegroom decketh himself with ornaments, and as a bride adorneth herself with jewels. Again, reminds me of how we want to be prepared for the coming of our Lord. And thank God for Jesus, who can clothe us in this righteousness. We are that bride waiting for the bridegroom. Jesus speaks to the church of Laodicea in Revelation chapter 3. They were a very prosperous church. And this is how he tells them to prepare for his return. Verse 17, Because thou sayest, I am rich and increased with goods and have need of nothing, and knowest not that thou art wretched and miserable and poor and blind and naked, I counsel thee to buy of me gold tried in the fire that thou mayest be rich and white raiment that thou mayest be clothed and that the shame of thy nakedness do not appear and anoint thine eyes with eye salve that thou mayest see as many as i love i rebuke and chasten be zealous therefore and repent wow so jesus is speaking to those he loves he's speaking to the church He's speaking to us. And like he says, may we have eyes to see. Going back to James chapter 5, verse 2, he says to those who have much, your garments are moth-eaten. So what can we take from this? You know, Jesus often used parables to teach spiritual truths through physical ones to help us fully understand what he was saying. And I truly believe that there is a great truth for us to learn from this moth-eaten garment. So going back to the closet situation, like I was talking about earlier, if you were to walk into your own closet and found out that many of your clothes were being eaten by moths, well, that's a really good sign that you're pretty prosperous because the clothes have either been not used or sitting there long enough to become moth-eaten. So as a practical thinker, the first thing I think is, how do we fix that problem? Well, I did a little research and found a few steps that help get rid of moths that eat your clothes. And I have a feeling these may apply to us spiritually as well. 
One of the things it says to do is to get rid of excess. Because when you have too much or more than you can physically use, it creates a great habitation for things like moths because that stuff is undisturbed. It can get destroyed just because it's sitting there. Another really important thing to do is to clean your closet and keep it that way. Make sure it's organized. And then another way to stop the problem is it said to keep the door of your closet open and to make sure your clothes are moving around frequently. Cloth moths do not like the movement, so they are less likely to stay in there and they don't like the light that comes in. How about that? Are you picking up some spiritual truths here? Well, we'll dive deeper into this in just a minute. But I first want to say that you and I, we have been given much. But the greatest blessing that money can't buy is to have our garments made white by the blood of the Lamb, a spiritual covering of His righteousness. That alone begins with belief in Jesus Christ and confessing Him as Savior and to salvation. But then Jesus tells his church to keep their garments and be ready for his return. We don't want them moth-eaten when he shows up. It's amazing how we can learn from the natural to understand the supernatural. Each point of how to keep those moths out can apply to our lives spiritually as well. Remember that all we have, may it be a lot or a little, is because of the generosity of God. And to whom much is given? The Bible says much is required. We cannot hoard his blessings. All we have is truly his. So it really comes down to living these three ways that we just talked about. How to keep our garments well, especially when we've been given so much. So let's look at these spiritual applications. The first, like I mentioned before, you have to get stuff out and clear out the closet. Well, the first way we saw is to give away. Be generous. When we heap unto ourselves and live in excess, the Bible says, in the end, it will be a witness against us. Selfishness is completely contrary to the heart of God. And as Christians, supposedly, it's his heart that we want, right? Well, this is the test. For where our treasure is, there our heart will be also. 1 Timothy chapter 6, starting in verse 17 says, Charge them that are rich in this world, that they be not high-minded, nor trust in uncertain riches, but in the living God, who giveth us richly all things to enjoy that they do good, that they be rich in good works, ready to distribute, willing to communicate, laying up in store for themselves a good foundation against the time to come, that they may lay hold on eternal life. It is extremely important for us as believers, as followers in Christ, to use our finances for the kingdom that is not of this world. Invest in that, in your brethren, in God's work, in his business, in those in need. Guys, the list is miles long of the things that we can do and the ways that we can use what we have for God. There's so many needs that the Lord is waiting for us, blessed us to fill. 
He's called us to be his hands, his feet here on earth and give of what we have. May we not be like the one that Jesus talks about in the parable of the talents in Matthew 25, verse 18. He says, but he that had received one went and digged in the earth and hid his Lord's money. The money that his Lord gave him, he kept to himself and he hid it away. And this is the guy in the parable that was given the least amount. He only had one talent. And you know, this just goes to show us that the heart of this issue can be enriched or poor alike. It's a covetous issue. So this message, it's applicable to all of us. And none of us are exempt from being responsible with what God has given. The first two men were faithful with the money that their Lord had given to them and they invested it. But the third man, Jesus says in verse 26, his Lord answered and said unto him, thou wicked and slothful servant, thou knewest that I reap where I sowed not and gather where I have not strawed. So he expected that man to use the money that he had given him so that he could come and reap in that place. And it's the same thing with us and the Lord. He called that man a wicked and lazy servant who did not use the resources that were given to him by his Lord. Going back to James chapter 5, verse 3 says, Your gold and silver is cankered, and the rust of them shall be a witness against you, and shall eat your flesh as it were fire. Ye have heaped treasure together for the last days. So again, we see that idea of keeping things unto ourselves is not the way that God wants us to live. I also want to point out how it talks about gold and silver and how they rust. And that's not something that happens overnight. That is a process, just like the moth-eaten clothes. It's when our stuff and our treasure sits there and isn't being used. That is the problem. We don't want it to be a witness against us, like it says. It's just like what Jesus said to the church of Laodicea to buy of him gold that doesn't rust and buy clothing that is white. He's speaking about spiritual things to use our money and our gifts for his kingdom. May we not hide it away in our own personal closet, which brings us to the next way of how we should live when we are in prosperity. The first, remember, being someone who gives away much. Remember the closet. And we talked about the importance of not hoarding and clearing out the excess, giving away, blessing others, and how this combats the moths from making our closet or our life their habitat. And then we talked about how to keep your closet in a good situation so that no more moths are attracted to it. And the first thing we said, remember, was keep it clean. And this means for us spiritually and physically. We want to live clean before the Lord. He's called us to walk in holiness, that our life and our closet, all that we have and all that we are is set apart for him. This will greatly keep the moths away. This will help protect our spiritual garments and prioritizing wisely. Remember, we talked about that last week. How we can help protect our garments is to keep the door to our closet open. So often we want to shut our stuff away. We want to protect what we have. Just like that servant that got that one talent and hid it away. He wanted to protect that. But God says, 
Leave the door open. Freely he has given us, so freely may we give to others. When the door to our closet or our life or our stuff is left open, then we can use and distribute what we have for the Lord. We can match the things that we have to the needs of others. We will be ready to help give for his service. This allows movement in the closet, things coming and going. Remember, moths don't like movement. And also, when that closet door of our life and what we have stays open, then light is allowed in. When we give and receive with our hands open, not gripping on to the things that we have in this world or hiding them away in the dark, the light of Christ can shine abroad in our hearts, driving out covetousness, selfishness, and leading us to distribute, to give, and bring glory to our God. So before I go, I want to leave you with these powerful words from Christ in Matthew chapter 6, verse 19. Lay not up for yourselves treasure upon earth, where moth and rust doth corrupt, and where thieves break through and steal. But lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven, where neither moth nor rust doth corrupt, and where thieves do not break through nor steal. For where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. So may the scriptures be a mirror for us today, that we would check ourselves and make sure that our whole heart is given to our Lord. Be prepared to live like you've never